morning. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Sis. I am Sis. You are Dad, <laughs> aka Allie and Tony. <laughs> Changing it up a bit, eh? Eh? Hasn't, it's been a while. Well, we didn't do a show last week because I was MIA. I was at the ranch last week enjoying God's country in the middle of nowhere with our, my good friend Mark. It was awesome. Did you see those pictures I sent you? Yeah. Rainbows everywhere. Rainbows and butterflies. We saw butterflies. Ooh, rainbows and butterflies. And we also squirrels. Saw, and squirrels. We also um, witnessed a tornado. What? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, it was really cool. We're sitting on the front it porch. It was really cool. We're sitting on the front porch, and here's this storm Someone's house down. was just... No, it was... Uh, you got to understand, sis, this is the middle of nowhere. So this sucker was in the middle of nowhere. Mm. But it was about three miles south of us. The yeah. sun was shining completely bright uh, where we were. And, of course, Mark's weather alert radio. Because you're out in the country. You want a weather alert radio, mm -hmm. right? Well, the, it went off for his... The city where he... Is. <laughs> it's so funny. If you're in Bennington, you should be taking cover. Bennington is like... 50 people mm. it's a spot on the road it's not even a stop sign it's a spot on the road and all 50 of those people are like scattered out of course you know across 20 country miles uh and we're sitting there mark's going we're in bennington i said mark we are not in, <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere and we could see for 50 miles in every direction and it went off into a field that never came down to the ground and everything but it was it was cool the rainbow that came on the back side of that was enormous. I think I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. It but you was didn't know it was because of the tornado. No, 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 no. That's cool though. Yeah. It was so we didn't we didn't do one last last week and uh, this week we went because we were going to actually do an outside podcast. I know. Podcast. So Texas Yeah. deemed restaurants open at, at 25%. 25%. Yeah. So we're like, great, we can actually and a lot of them ha still haven't been prepared so they were only going to open up patios. Right. So it's a little easier to control. Right. Well, we went to our Chick-fil-A <laughs> to go sit on the patio, and I wasn't open, which is fine. It's fine. I need more time to prepare. That's right. But we were, we're just ready for those free refills. <laughs> I don't know. We had to buy two teas today. I know. All in serious, we we miss our, our spot. We miss our spot. Although, we are going to do a podcast at McAllister's because McAllister's Fair and Square won. I can't believe it. The Sweet Tea Challenge. Now, <clears throat> I have an observation to make here, and I think everybody listening will agree with me. What we learned from this um, experiment that we did a couple of weeks ago. Ice matters. Ice matters. Sis, it's about the ice. Ice and container. So I will go with you on the container because up to a certain Chick -fil -A point. Because Chick-fil-A sweet tea doesn't taste exactly the same in California in a paper cup. In a paper cup. Okay, I'm going to go with you on that. But the ice is a huge, huge, huge indicator. It totally jacked up my Chick-fil-A. Well, because we put all of the teas in the same ice. Mm -hmm. We came home, we put them all in the same mm -hmm. ice, and it jacked us up. Yeah, we should have just kept it in the, in the same. same. We should try it again in the same. It's all about it. The ice matters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was totally shocked. And 
Have you noticed too when you go to airports and you go oh, to a franchise Chick Fil A, it's a different ice yep. and it's gross. It's gross. The tea is not the same. No, it's all I, about the ice. I quit getting teas at airports I, because it's the it's and those are uh, those are franchise type of operations, and they for some reason don't have the regular Chick Fil A ice. Even Sonic's tea and oh, think about this, sis. The teas that we like the best all have the Small, 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 crunchy ice. Mm-hmm. Ice matters. And, of course, if you're filtering the water that you're making your ice with, I think that makes a difference, too. Yeah. So, we learned a lot. Um, one, McAllister's hung in there with their tea. We both picked it. Yep. So, we're going to do a bonus episode as soon as McAllister's opens up part of their dining room. We're going to go do a lunch because they don't do breakfast. So, it'll be a special... Breakfast was <laughs> lunch edition. Uh, and so, yeah. Hi, Lo. Last week, I haven't seen you in a month. The, all the days are the same. <laughs> it's March 63. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> changed. All my highs are the same. All my lows are the same. Really? I'm sorry. I don't. I mean, I really don't have that many lows. That's good. I mean, if it was this week, I got sunburnt on my mural painting because I'm such a rookie. I haven't done it rookie. in so long. Rookie. So it's been keeping. <laughs> it's actually. I mean, I got. It's I did notice. Burnt. I did notice it. It's Are you been, putting some aloe vera on that? Yeah, I even got up in the middle of the night and put some more on it because it was hurting. But rookie. that's probably the only. You low. did a mural. You did a mural. Yeah, that was nice. Um, it one of our favorite people's places. Yes, the, the vintage, vintage house, house in Carrollton, Texas. This is an ancient historical building. In and I painted on it. And you painted on it. Yeah, it it's, was fun. It was really cool. And then more of my friends are coming out of hibernation <laughs> and feeling safer to yeah. interact with. So that's really nice to that's high. be able. Oh my gosh, that guy's riding his bike and riding running their dogs. dogs. That does not seem safe. It is not. Not That's even so remotely sad. close. Not even remotely close. Yeah. Wait a scroll moment. That was so sad. That made my heart hurt. <laughs> the dogs are having fun. They probably are, but man. I know. Um, so yes, yeah, so seeing where my friends is really Nice. I finished my dollhouse. Ooh. So you can go look on Instagram and see that. The dollhouse. That's nice. Um, and yeah, that's about it. That's I about am kind of, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and we were both talking and we're kind of not, I don't know if mourning is the right word because that word is used for death. But oh, right, not as in the part of the day morning. No, morning as in with morning a as in you. sad, right? Um, but we're kind of like mourning this slower time that we've been living this oh, past month, right? Because, like, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, traffic is up. Oh my gosh, I know it. Restaurants are going to start opening. I know Malls are So what you're saying is the slow pace has been kind of cool. I've loved the slow pace. I know. I have too. And I'm sad because I know everyone's like, well, you control your life. I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. But 
once everyone else is on a fast pace, it's really hard for you to be in a slow pace when everything else is fast. fast so we're we're both sad about about that, yeah. but having to speed back up. Yeah. The theory of speeding back up. Yeah, I know. But who knows? Maybe everyone has just gotten this habit of just gonna slow a down. slow pace, and it's just going to be a slow pace year. There's some pent up demand. Yeah. I think there's some pent up energy. People are going to go. Rah! I know. My high last week was a trip to the ranch. Woo, baby. Yep. It was awesome. Took some great pictures. We if, already just said this. I know. <laughs> are you bored? No. Are you, do you have some place to go? I'm just saying we we already we already just said that. Okay. Keep going. We'll keep going. Just making sure that you aren't like Alzheimer's or something gonna happen. That <laughs> you didn't remember what you just said. I fully remember what Got I just it. said. Mom Took has some great me, pictures. Mom has me. See, I didn't say that earlier. Yes. You no? S- we talked about the, the rainbow. Okay, the that's one thing. Flowers. No, we didn't talk about flowers. Go back and listen to the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Who has Alzheimer's? <laughs> Mom has me doing an Alzheimer's test every day. Secretly, she has bought two sets of silverware that are very similar. Yeah. And she keeps them in different drawers. And so oh. when I do the dishes, <laughs> she will mix up which silverware she uses and it's an Alzheimer's test that I get it in the right drawer. Oh, that's So funny. I am using my brain every, every day, day I do the dishes. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, this one looks similar, mm. but it's different. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Drives me crazy because I got to walk all the way across the kitchen oh, to put man. it in the other drawer. Two more steps. I know. Oh, yeah. Two more steps, one step, whatever the case may be. So... It's been actually a very productive week. And What's your low? My low this week? Um, my low this week is that sis, it went really fast this week. This whole month it just, went it, by. It went really And I don't know if that should be a low like or this not. Is but May. It, yep. Thank you. May 1st. No. So yesterday was May 1st. Yes, today's May 2nd. But Which means the 4th is coming up. May 4th is one of my favorite times. May the 4th be with you. Mm. It's coming up soon. I know it. But it just seemed like it went really fast. I went, oh, wait a minute. I seemed this like time going away by fast. Because it's been like having something. fun. Well, it has been very busy. It has been very busy. We've been learning a ton. There's some great research coming out. I've been geeking out over this research that's been coming out. I don't know if you've been doing a lot of Zoom calls or mm. whatever, Skype mm-hmm. calls or go-to-meeting calls or whatever the case may be. But uh, there's been some people that have gone, man, I'm just like, zoomed out or screened out or whatever the case may be well there's some new research that just recently came out i shared this with one of our teams in canada yesterday it's really super fascinating you know when we communicate with other people when we write emails and stuff like that i you've heard me say this all the time it's missing tonality Mm -hmm. right and so we can miscommunicate when we write so that's my new thing now and google because i use gmail it will now say like this seems optimistic or this email seems negative. Like it gives me. It does not. It's, it totally does. It's a little scary yeah. that that kind of AI exists. Yeah. But, any, but anyway, before you rudely interrupted me. Oh my goodness. Yes. It was a part of the story <laughs> conversation. Um, the written word is the least effective. And so we talk to each other and we listen to tone. And of course, we've always said that if you're face-to-face or person-to-person with everybody, that's the best communication. 
Well, what we've missed on this is that we have substituted for me and you sitting across the table from each other, six feet apart, um, with screen time. Mm -hmm. And the way our brains are wired is that when you and I sit across from the table from each other, here's what's really crazy. All of our senses are coming out and being used right now to determine uh, you know, for instance, I can see clearly that you're not interested in anything I'm saying right now. So all of my senses. Why are... do you say that? I'm looking right at you. <laughs> I'm messing with you. But oh, all of our senses are. are pushing my buttons. <laughs> pushing them. See? And pulling I can... on your strings. Pulling the strings and pushing the buttons. But when we're physically in the same presence of each other, all of our senses play this role in determining what the other person is doing. Mm-hmm. When we're on the screen. We're seeing the individual, but I don't know about you, but if you've ever had a slow internet connection and there's a pause or a delay yeah. or whatever the case may be, those micro interruptions mess with our brain in being able to determine what the other person is thinking or doing. So that's I'm one rudely compo- interrupt you Of again. course you are. <laughs> if I don't say it now, then you're by going to the forget time because you, you have Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh my gosh. You have because baby you Alzheimer's. gave it to me. You have baby Alzheimer's. Because you gave it to me. <laughs> Genetics. Genetics. Hold on, stop. I got to get it back. Okay, so <laughs> I was on a call, uh, on a Zoom call. Of course. And the person, there's three people, and one of the people didn't know that they had still, they had shared their screen with me uh-huh. or with all of us, but then forgot that oh, that was still on. That's the worst. And I'm sitting here talking. <laughs> they're checking their And email. they're checking their <laughs> thing. And then the other person was like, Dude, your screen is still on. Pay attention. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Busted. Busted. So busted. busted. And, well, hey, look, that happens a lot. But here's the other part of that before you interrupted. Here's the other part of that. Do you – Mom came in to give me a kiss. Isn't Hi. that sweet? Hi, Mom. Do you have your – when you do a Zoom call, do you have your picture up to so you, so you can also see yourself? Yeah. Yeah. This is very normal. That's a normal default setting. Get this. In normal life, when we're in a conference room or when we're in a meeting with somebody, we never have a mirror that we look at ourselves when we're having conversations. Mm-hmm. But now that we're in this Zoom world, people... And everyone th- looks at themselves. Everybody looks you. at their... <laughs> of course you did. People are looking at it's themselves. It's not rude. It's how conversations That's happen. That's right. Yes. You ping pong. Ping pong. It's more like... Ding dong. No. <laughs> but we spend so much time looking at ourselves. Then what happens is our brain is triggering this um, this thing inside our head that goes, oh, somebody's looking at me. Mm-hmm. How do I look? Mm-hmm. And that micro distraction is is sucking the energy right out of our out of our brains because we're not used to looking at ourselves. When we're having conversations with other people, that's not a normal thing. Maybe and it's freaking people out. Maybe that's why I am looking at myself differently in the mirror. 100%. Because I'm constantly looking at myself. So a tip is you can actually turn off self-view when you're having a Zoom conversation. You click on the three dots and mm-hmm. when you click on the three dots on your picture, you go down the bottom and says turn off self-view. And that no one's prov- going to do that. Oh Well, see, this is what's really fascinating that when we had meetings prior we never sat and looked in a mirror at ourselves. We always looked at the other people. But now we're spending more time in looking at ourselves. And what that means is we've become more self-aware that people are looking at us. And that's 
freaking people out. Actually, believe it or not, it creates more anxiety than people let on to. It's it's very it's fascinating, 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 fascinating. All the things we're learning every single day. It's a learning day. Mom, it's going to rain outside. I'm just giving you a weather update live on the podcast. <laughs> May the second, Dallas, Texas. It's going to rain. Anywhere else, you're going to be fine. You just walk outside, you can see it. Yeah. In the sky. In the sky. Well, you had a very interesting, first off, talking about weather. Mom, this is a really great. I'm so glad you're sitting right here. Oh, please. When it says 30% on the weather app, what does that mean? Is that 30% of the coverage? No, <laughs> Mom! <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you, Mom. Okay, I get Thank it. So, you, Mom. I, so <laughs> she, okay, Allie okay, just, okay. Allie just figured this out and she's like, Yeah, I just figured Dad, out. Check this out. I'm like, that Sis, you never listen to The 30% isn't chance of rain, it is coverage the coverage of, of what Dallas is getting. I <laughs> just learned that. <laughs> That's good that you're learning. It's Last your week. At your advanced age. Also, <laughs> I learned that I can play movies in my Jeep. Oh, uh, that's scary. Yeah, isn't that crazy? No, it's scary. How? In my DVD player. Oh, that's kind of scary. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's kind of scary. I learned something else the other day. Where do Thank they play? Thank you to TikTok. Where do they play? It's on my screen. It does not. Yes. I got to do a video. Oh, that's kind of scary. But I don't have a DVD, so I need to borrow a DVD. <laughs> what's a DVD? What's a DVD? What <laughs> is like a, this? That's the modern day. What's a cassette tape? What's an eight track? Man, there's something else that I had that I learned, and thank you. Um, Your college DVDs. And I can't think of it. I'm learning so many new things off TikTok. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This is where Please. I learned all this stuff. Please. The TikTok. Jeep, the weather. TikTok is taking over. No, I don't think it's taking over. I go off social media for 60 days and TikTok takes over the world. Yeah. What's up with that? I had a glorious time being off social media for 60 days. Yeah, you don't know what's going on in my life now. Uh, well, well mm. you should come over more often. You should I come tell over me. I every day. Then I should know everything there is to know. You do. Anything that you post on social media that you don't tell me is not worth of, not worth knowing. But I'm like, hey, I finished my dollhouse. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But you could see that I finished my dollhouse. Or I could just go through two miles down the road and actually physically see it. Wh One of the really? two. Really? You would do that? When was the last time you set foot in my house? Uh, when the cats weren't there two so weeks ago. never. Three weeks ago. So never. Whatever the case may be. Okay, so finish this statement. Jack of all trades. You can't say that because I already know no, the finish, answer. No, finish what you think. The first, the second part, not the whole thing. Got it. Jack of all trades. Master of none. Very good. And that's, see, you didn't screw that up at all. You did so good on that. This is the saying I've heard all my life. Jack of all trades, master of none. And what I learned this morning is that there's actually a last part of that saying that nobody uses. So the saying, the whole saying is jack of all trades, master of none, oftentimes better than master of of one. Ooh. Ooh. That is so stinking powerful. Well, there was a great TED talk 
um, put on by Mr. Epstein, who's the science writer for Sports Illustrator. He started looking at athletes, and there's there's like two lanes because we've heard this for years. There was some great research that says if you want to be a master at something, you have to spend 10,000 hours doing it, right? So the 10,000-hour rule, we heard that. That came out like 15 years ago or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. and it made a lot of sense. If you do some 10,000 hours, you're going to be really, really, really super good at at that. Oh, cool. That's nice. So he he looked at Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods' story is super famous. His dad gave him a putter when he was three months old. He started practicing his swing by 10 months old, and he played golf. And, then, and by the time he's 21, he was arguably the greatest golfer of all time, mm-hmm. master of one. Then he goes in and says, okay, here's a picture of a seven-year-old kid with a rugby ball, and he played rugby, he played soccer, he played you know, tennis and basketball and he loved wrestling and blah, blah, blah. And he did all these sports as a kid. Well, he grows up and, and it's Roger Federer. And he plays tennis. And and Roger Federer is arguably the greatest tennis player of all time. And so the point that this guy was making is, wait a minute, Tiger Woods took one path and became the the greatest. Um, Roger Federer took another path and became the greatest. So does the 10,000 hour thing really have to play out and where he ended up with this talk that i thought was so fascinating rogers probably put in ten thousand hours to be but he didn't start out his entire life that's right he didn't start off his entire life and this goes back to a conversation you and i've had multiple times high school kids today are almost forced to pick a major when they enter college there are some wasn't it frisco is is actually having them try out a major early on yeah there's some private schools that make you pick it in middle school high school but now there's some schools are getting smart and says okay pick a major try it out if you don't like it pick another one before you get to college and Mm -hmm. they're trying to do that but look i had to declare a major when i first entered like all of us did like all of us right and uh, raise your hand if you change your major at least one time. Oh, sis, <laughs> raise both hands. <laughs> hey, hey, I only well, did it once. We, Dad. Okay, I I started off as an architectural major. I switched to a theology major. I switched to a business major, and I ended up with a business slash HR, you know, thing. So degree. So I went all the way around the rule. And here's here's what's happened. Society says. That if you're constantly changing, you're a slow starter, and mm-hmm. so therefore not very productive. And people think, oh, I must be broken because I changed jobs, I changed careers, I, I did this. And you're going, oh, you're very indecisive. I don't know if I want to hire you. Yeah. But now the research comes back and says that um, all of that extra experience actually adds up to something pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The guy who invented the binary code, he, I think he was like an author. I think he was like a writer, and he took a class. Van Gogh? Van Gogh started doing something completely different, picked up a book on the ABCs of drawing, kind of worked out for him. You know, he ended yep. up being a pretty good thing. You had mentioned um, uh, Da Vinci this morning, mm-hmm. did multiple different things. So it's interesting that society says that if you pick something early, you specialize in it, you zoom out to a quick start, but you can also flame out. But those that kind of, quote unquote, meander their way 
can actually have longer sustainability and they may actually have more to offer. I thought it was fascinating this morning. It is fascinating. Mostly because um, it validated that my life wasn't a total waste. (laughs) I joke all the time that all the things that I've done up to this point made me a great person to be a people person because everything I did helped build into that. And I think your career has done the same thing. I mean, you started off in marketing Actually, you started off in interior design. Mm-hmm. Then you went to marketing, mm-hmm. and then you went to painting globes yep. and lettering wood, yep. and, <laughs> and, and then, wedding invitations, and then wedding invitations, and, and then, then this, and then that, and now you're a famous mural. author and mural. Who knows what could come next? Yeah, quite frankly, sis, it could be anything. I know. I always constantly think about like, what am I going to be doing when I'm forty? Like, there's no way I'm doing this when I'm forty. Okay. Interesting story that came out of this TED Talk. Oh my gosh. Interesting story that came out of this TED Talk this morning. The lady who is credited for saving the Girl Scouts. Mm. I mean, the Girl Scouts were in decline. The lady who is credited with saving the Girl Scouts was 54 years old when she took over the Girl Scouts Hmm. and actually catapulted them into what they are today, this global presence, blah, blah, blah. Today, she's leading um, this this effort in New York City for, I can't, it, I'm going to get it wrong, but this huge effort in New York City on this new thing. And guess what? She's 104. Wow. And she's cranking. Wow. And the guy giving the TED Talk goes, and she's just getting started. That's crazy. And so, I, I mean, so many people, we have built this life for generations that says, you start at this place, you end at this place, and you retire when you're 55 or 65 mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be, and then you do nothing. I think that's bogus BS. Yeah. I think life, I'm just now figuring life out, it seems, <laughs> at times. And I am probably more excited about, quote unquote, the second half as I was the first half. It seems like I spent the whole first half kind of learning. Yeah. And quite literally and figuratively. And I'm super excited about the second half. I I don't see retirement as a thing. Yeah. Uh, I just see... Or a thing to do nothing. Yeah. You know, there's quite a few people that quote unquote retire and decline really, really fast. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just don't... I just don't see that in the cards. I don't know. Good. I mean, I've got so many other things, uh, so many other things, you know, cooking in my brain. I have set a goal that by... Spring of 2021, I'm hoping I can do this by spring of 2021. This is an aggressive goal. You just put it out there. Everybody has goals, but I've set a goal. By spring of 2021, I'm going to start my doctoral program to get a doctorate in. I'm still debating right now, but I think it's going to be a doctorate in leadership. Really awesome. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. (laughs) It's going to be so cool. This is probably the first year that I haven't written a book, although the year's not even remotely close to being over. I may still write one before the year's over. I'm choking over here, and you're not going to ask if I'm okay? You just sucked down that tea too hard. That's all. Um, I, but I've been doing a ton of research this year. So I may write another book. I may not write another book this year. I may write – if I start um, – I don't know if it's going to be a PhD program or just a doctoral program. I'm going to be doing a lot of writing. So I may not I may not write a book this year. That's fine. I might. So what happens when, because 
going back to can you fill up my iced tea the thing? master of one none all the things oftentimes better than a master of one so there's been another phrase of like better i'd rather be the best at one thing than good at a lot of things that's well according to this according to that so nah. a lot of people think that that is the case and i mean that's quite society frankly, saying sometimes that you need to be a master at well when it comes to entrepreneurship right. sometimes it can bite you in the butt if you are all over the place if you're ping-ponging one time you wanted to do I need a haircut. One so bad. thing, one time. I know. Then you're wanting to. Then next it week, it seems you're, like you're fluty or flighty and, yeah. and unfocused and blah blah blah. That could just mean you're trying you to find have, your lane. Yeah, you That's don't have brand recognition, all that stuff. So what did, what do you say to that? Try Dang. things out. Yeah, try things out. I mean, look. I mean. But okay, so when you try things out and then Sis, you find something you that you Allie like, K, if you started Alley K, um, and but Roger Federer found did all those things at the beginning and, and then, then found, he found tennis his, and then he and found he just like stuck to tennis. Yeah, it so worked, it worked it's well still and so now he only is a master at tennis. I don't think uh, he's out there playing he's basketball. Doing, and no, that's that rugby. That's a, that's a true statement. No, 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 that's a true statement. I'm just talking about starting out. Everybody's thinking that they got to get it figured out when they start out. Yes. But once you get into that groove and then you just kind of, you, you start to build on it. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to find that groove when you're 12 or when no. you're 18 no. or when you're 20 or 29. You don't need to find that groove. I mean, some of these. But then once you find it. Lean in. Lean in. But That's even, what I'm trying to that, get even that doesn't mean that you got to stay there. Well, definitely not, because I think you're, I, like, even for me, I'm always evolving. Like, yes, I still have this common theme of black and white florals and things like that, but I'm constantly trying to find new ways to, is it a mural? Is it with a book? Is it paper art? Is it But see, I think here's, your, I think here's it your groove. All... It's creativity is your groove. Yeah. Well, of course, but then you can do so many things in creativity. That's exactly and right. And that's what a lot of people in my mentor session are like, well, I have like all of these different styles and different, like I like color, but then I also like black and white and like all these things. And they're trying to do everything because we are creative and we do have this sense of like, oh, I can do it all. But when it comes to like running a business, sometimes it can, I think as far as like the learning aspect goes, like, yes, it is smart to do multiple things sure. instead of just like studying one thing. It's a balance though. But you're not going to see Tory Burch or Louis Vuitton or some like ping pong everywhere. I will promise you Tory Burch started doing something different than what she's doing now. No, as far as like her brand, like now that her brand is solidified... Well, let's go back to our favorite example of Ralph Lauren. Um, the Ralph Lauren brand is somewhat solidified. I agree with you there. However, there's a lot of variations. Like home, That's exa there you go. That's right. Clothes. And even inside that, sis, there's a lot of variations. Teddy bears. Yeah, because you see the, the bright seaside 
version of Ralph Lauren, the yeah. whites and everything. And then you also see the dark country Aww. fall versions, right? So even inside that, this you is can very, still be true. This is very going against what we've always been told. See, this is why it's so exciting from a research standpoint. So get this. He even went in and said surgeons that specialize. And, and look, if I'm going to go in and have a heart surgery. Because you can be innovative if you're looking at other things, like if you're researching multiple things. Possibly. Yeah. But if I'm going in to have a heart surgery, I'm probably going to want someone who's done a few heart surgeries. Right? Yeah. So that quote unquote expertise. However... They, they went and looked at orthopedic doctors that only did knees, right? Mm -hmm. And that's all they did. And they did thousands and tens of thousands of knees. And they just got in they just cranked out knees. They were really, really good at doing knees. However, what they found is that when another surgeon came in who had a specialization in another area, they actually saw nuances in the knee surgery that the other doctors that only did knees missed because they were so used to seeing the same thing all the time that they were missing, quote unquote, the bigger picture. In other words, the aperture of their lens was very, very small. They were super duper specialized in what they were doing. But when you bring in another perspective, in other words, if you did the same thing your whole life, you would be really good at it, but you might be so myopic that you might miss something bigger. It happens a lot. People that come in as an intern and they stay in the same role their entire life they know that role so well that if they went to do something else, they might struggle at first because they have missed the bigger picture. And then when other people come in, they go, hey, have you ever thought of this? And they go, oh, never saw that before. And it doesn't, it's, it's not good or bad or right, wrong or indifferent. It's just that you need to open up that aperture sometimes. Mm -hmm. That's why it says jack of all trades, master of none, oftentimes better than a master of one. Because the person that can do a little bit of everything might have a better perspective at the end of the day than the person that can only do one thing. Well, when you... Tiger Woods still needs a coach too, by <sighs> okay. the way. Okay. <laughs> you get mad at me, so don't do it to me. What? That's not, that's what? not fair. What? Dead air. Uh, are you... Do you have a story? Do you have something? No, I just said even Tiger Woods needs a coach because he can't see everything. Can I tell my story? It's your turn. Got it. Should we just raise our hands? <laughs> raise your hand if you want to speak. <sighs> I forgot it. What? How could you forget 30 Closing. seconds later? Oh, when you first... <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Well, I'm not saying a word. When you first told me that quote... My first immediate reaction was better if there's two it's better to do something with someone versus by yourself. That was my first reaction. Oh, uh, interesting. Which is true if you just go back off of what Sure, you two are said better than one. Because that knee surgeon didn't see it, but then when he saw someone else together they when someone else came, when someone else came in, they were able to see more of the picture. Yeah, it's true. Two are better than one. There is a good return for their investment. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's very true. That's very true. That's why entrepreneurs that are on their own tend to struggle if they don't have a good board of directors. Yep. 
because the board of directors helps you expand that aperture to see more of the picture and prevent you from blind spots. And that's why we say all the time, like the person, your second board member, the person that's going through the same life stages with you shouldn't necessarily be in the same field as you. It, it helps. Ding, ding, ding. Expand your. Look how wise we are. We're so wise. <laughs> Maybe that's why I got so excited. It's like going, Yes. And then the other item that I read early, early this morning was on introverts and extroverts. Are you an introvert or extrovert? I'm both, depending on the situation. Is there a name for that? Mm. Look it up. Google that. I think there's I think there's a name. When you're in the middle, you're an intra-extra. There's multiple extra different. Intra. There's multiple different. So Adam Grant's done some pretty decent research on this, and he's he's actually looked at some other research on this. The common philosophy on introverts and extroverts are that extroverts are a ball of energy and introverts want to be by themselves all the time. And while there is truth to that, it doesn't am, sum up. Am, am, ambivert. A-M-B-I-V-E-R-T. Ambivert. Ambivert. Uh, I don't know if we're saying that right. Get the... Um, Amberts. Ambert. Maybe the I is. No, do the little um, pronounced thing. Oh gosh. You have to look it up and we'll get, we'll, we'll have, we'll have Siri do it for us. But, oh, you have to turn on your thing. And so we're actually going to. Ambiverts. Who? Ambiverts. <laughs> Good golly. You can you slow it down so a little bit? Lo- so yeah. fast. Slow it down. Ambiverts. Ambivert. Ambivert is a little bit of both. And when you're both introverted and extroverted. Uh, right. So look, here. Here's been the lot, a lot of the thinking that... Then there's know, omniverts. Which is what? When they display classic traits of both in specific situations. That's what I am. Omnivert. 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 You're all over the place. Well, a lot of people thinking, well, if you're an introvert, then isolation is really good for you. And that's actually a myth because even introverts need connection. And here's been the big, um, the big aha just of late is introverts still need connect connections with other people. It's just that if they get overstimulated, it drains them. So too much connection is bad versus an extrovert. It's like, bring it on. I need all the connection I can get. Mm -hmm. And that energizes them. It's not that, uh, it's not that introverts just like hanging out in a room being isolated. And Adam Grant's um, note that he wrote this morning is that people that enjoy isolation, that's more because they want independence than anything else. It's not about being an introvert or an extrovert. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And he said that even 40 seconds of connection with another person is enough to fill the tank often. Interesting. Yeah. What are you reading? You got me distracted on these ambiverts and and omniverts. How did I get you distracted? Because I not trying. I'm trying to figure out what's the difference between the two. I thought you said. Well, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You can't read it. An ambivert is someone whose normal. All over behavior is in between intro and extro. An omnivore is someone who can be either at different times. Ooh. So a chameleon. They read the, Some people call it chameleon. They read the room 
Oh, and they're able to adapt. And adapt. Ooh, I might be that. I might be I might be that. What is that? Is that the Omni? Omni. I might be that. A lot of people think, oh, you're an I'm introvert. Like That's bad. That's bad. Some of the um Susan Cain wrote the book Quiet. And in yeah. her book Quiet, she outlined that some of the most famous leaders on the planet were introverts. Hmm. Yep. And then the last thing that I think we need to talk about before we wrap today is one item we talk about almost on every podcast, if not every podcast, is every other podcast. And this was some research that was um, recently written about in the New York Times. And are you going to are you going to listen? Or are you going to read your phone? I am listening. No, you're reading your phone. New York Times. Keep going. On what? <laughs> <laughs> We talk about this all the time. One of the greatest anti-anxiety treatments. Yes. That's what you said. Yes. No, I didn't say that. I was just seeing if you were listening. Believe it or not, one of the one of the best anti-anxiety treatments, drum roll please, generosity. Hmm. Being generous with your time or resources or talents, uh, helping other people uh, is one of the great ways to lower that cortisone in your brain that's freaking you out is that when we're spending time helping other people it actually helps reduce our own anxiety i love this isn't that pretty cool this is the new york times yeah this was a new york times article tara parker pope wrote the article and um, talking through someone else's problems uh, can give you wisdom and motivation and it help actually helps you uh, tackle your own challenges uh, Tara wrote in the New York Times article, which is fascinating. How often do we talk about generosity on this sh- on the podcast? All the time. All the time. But and we've s- never connected it to a stress reliever. Yeah, one of the great anti-anxiety treatments of all time is generosity. Now, I will say it's hard to be generous if you're not grateful. Remember, yeah. I talk about this all the time too. That when our our gratefulness is low. We're filled with entitlement, mm-hmm. and that prevents us from being generous. And so, um, you want to get some generosity going. Be grateful. Yep, it's a precursor. So anyway, that's about that's about it for today, man. We covered a lot of topics. Yeah, we did today. like three podcasts in one. I know it's because well, we skipped a week. Yeah, and you were testing my Alzheimer's today to make sure that my memory was sharp today. Mm-hmm. Although I think that when people listen to this, they will determine that my memory at 56 is but much ever. sharper than your memory at 29. I'm only one sweet tea in. Oh. <laughs> well, then that's it because I'm on my second. Yeah. I know it. And it's all about the ice. So as soon as we get the okay, we're going to do a bonus show from McAllister's to celebrate they're winning the sweet tea challenge. Yep. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I know. It's all about the tea. So, all right. Anything else before we wrap for the week? I think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Oh, you got your um, VeggieTales DVD player. I do not want you driving and watching DVDs at the same time. I don't know if it lets you do that. I don't think that's safe. I don't know. I'm just thinking that's not safe. All right, as you're flipping through memory lane at all of your old DVDs from college. Is that Panama of the Opera? No, Moulin Rouge. Oh, Moulin Rouge.
we're totally gonna watch it. All right, we gotta roll. Love you, sis. Love you too, Papa San. See you bye. Even though you push my button. What? Button pushing? Pulling my string. <laughs> Pulling string pulling. Beep, beep, beep. See ya. Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs>